live from the Hollywood Improv, it's the Nighttime Show. With us, as always, our head writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. Our special guest, star of Days of Our Lives, Summer School, and the hot stepmom, Missy, in the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure trilogy, Amy Stock. And now a man who doesn't need a phone booth to travel through time. He does it with donuts. Stephen Kramer Glickman! How do I do it with donuts, Mike? How do I even do that? You go to a special place. Okay. <laughs> you are powered by sprinkles. Okay. <laughs> and all I know is you're gone for a few moments, and then you come back and you have a beard. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like me. Every time you have a donut, this happens. <laughs> and you warn us about robots coming to take over the earth. They're coming, I swear they're coming. Why are you uh. naked, Stephen? <laughs> nothing nothing non-organic can go through. <laughs> Amy, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. How's it going? <laughs> Why, thank you. It's going great. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> this is so cool and so exciting. Um, we're, you know, we're huge, big, big uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> fans and uh, Bogus Journey fans and are, are very, very excited about this new film. It's going to be amazing. What was, uh, how, how did you end up getting cast in the original film? How did, walk us through the audition process. Walk us through the magic. <laughs> Oh, the magic. Okay. Uh, well, there's a lot of magic that actually happened in the all six times I went back for that little part. Uh, I had just um, been shot off of Days of Our Lives. They didn't want my character anymore, so they shot me <laughs> off the show. And uh, my agents, naturally, you know, they started sending me out on auditions again. And I got a call for this little film called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I don't know that it was even called that at first. Maybe it was called something else. I can't remember. But so I went, I went to this audition and the audition scene was uh, the watering scene where she's out in the garden and the phone booth drops behind her mm-hmm. and she meets all of the historical figures for the first time, um, which is one of my favorite scenes. Uh, but there's not a lot of dialogue in that scene, right? There's a lot of looks and a sure. lot of reactions to, mm-hmm. you know, especially Bob Genghis Khan. I mean, come on, how can yeah, you not amazing. react to that? Amazing. Uh, so it was, it was a tiny little scene. And uh, I had fun in the audition, and then I got a call back, and then I got another call back, and I think, like I said, I think I went back about six times. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it was it was a long audition process for me, even for that little part. But I think they were looking for something specific, and I don't know that I had all the parts to play the part in, in the beginning. <laughs> sure. Uh, because every time I went back, there was another group of really beautiful, um, quite well built young ladies. And I wasn't, I was very skinny as a young, as a, you know, as a, as young adult. And I don't really think I had the chest for the role to begin with, because there were a lot of jokes about looking down her shirt and stuff like that. Right. Right. I get this. Okay. Yeah. And I just, I didn't, I didn't really have the equipment, shall we say. (laughs) Uh, but it was, um, Every time I went back, I like to find something just a little different to do, even with the same material. Uh, they, you can't go too far off of what you've originally done, but you can tweak it a little bit. And in the writing of that scene, this is why Ed and Chris's writing is so brilliant. In the writing of that scene, there's the line with Bill. He says, hi, Missy. And then he corrects himself and goes, I mean, mom. 
So it was during the audition process that I went, well, there's got to be some sort of look from me that, that kind of admonishes him for calling me Missy instead of Mom. So I think that's where the look came from in between hi missy and then i give him the look and it's oh i need mom which is so wonderful and yeah so uh, i got the call got the part and just had a had a riot it was so much fun to shoot that first one that was so great where where was that shot uh we shot uh my parts were in phoenix arizona we were all stationed there and we the mall was there i think and um the waterloop park was there as well so phoenix stood in for san dimas Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. That's so that's so cool. How did, how did you get started acting? How did this uh this career begin? <laughs> well, I, my mother told this story about me until the day she passed away. Uh I was in second grade and I, I still remember this and I don't know why because I forget everything else in my life. But I was in second grade and my teacher Mrs. Jackson, we had career day. And on the board, she's listing all of these different jobs. And she's telling us, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And for some reason, I remember two professions on that board. One was a nun, which was (laughs) never going to happen for me. (laughs) Right. And the other one was movie star. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, okay. And I guess I went home that day from school and promptly announced to my mother that I was going to be a movie star. (laughs) And I think that's when she started turning gray. <laughs> that's the yeah. the most realistic uh, career day I've ever heard of. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when I you was. You know, a, it was so weird that, but that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Our career day when I was in junior high school, we had somebody from the Los Angeles Thunderbirds roller derby team come, and was like, "You could be a professional roller derby player." I was like, "I don't think that's a thing. Like, I don't think you can. Really. I don't think so." <laughs> when when I was in uh, the second grade, or it was like third grade, somewhere in there, um, I I was so so bad at paying attention and bad at math and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and uh, my mom got called in to this the the counselor at the school. Uh oh. Oh yeah, and he was like <laughs> he was like, listen, uh, you need to get a uh, tutor to help your son. Uh, cause he's not very good at math. And she was like, Oh no. Like I want him to be amazing at it. And, and I want him to be good at this and but, well, all this kind of stuff. And then, and then, uh, he said, um, uh, your son doesn't have to be good at math. He'll, he'll be able to hire someone to do that for him because <laughs> he's very good at other things. So just realize that not everyone is great at everything. And I was like, uh, my, so I, I mean, I was able to pass, but I'm still very yeah. bad at math. You could still use a tutor oh, okay. for math. Oh, I could use a tutor <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah. I, and this guy, uh, Matt Walker, who's my uh, co-host on the show, I call. Hi, oh yes, I, I call Matt. Literally, Amy, I call Matt almost every day about the stupidest th- <laughs> things that most people would have just figured out by now i'm i i'm constantly in need today of, uh, i had to teach him what the the letters po and qty meant in an email where somebody wanted a po from him for something he was ordering and they wanted oh. to know the qty and i was like that means purchase order and qty stands for quantity 
Yeah, and, Whoa, and, and he was like, blown, yeah, dude. he was like, he was like, yeah, you got to fill out all this uh, paperwork now. And I was like, I was like, can you do it instead? And he was like, I can, but I'm not going to. Yes, You're oh, I choose not well. to. Uh, uh, what yeah. are you do? So you were in a movie. Speaking of school, called Summer School, mm. which yes. is a very fun one. Uh, yep. I must have seen that movie a dozen times when I was in high school. Like it was just one of those oh, really? that was on all the time. So uh, I was a big fan of that. And Mark Harmon's great, and Courtney Thorne Smith, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun movie. Um, so mm-hmm. how did that one come about? Uh, same same deal. But here's the here's the thing with this one. I you know when I was younger, I it is okay. My mind is spinning because I'm trying to answer it three different ways. So here we go with, with just the most <laughs> direct way. Uh, it's interesting to be looking back on my career now. I, when I was going through it, uh, I never got interviewed about, oh, well, tell us about the process. But now, now that I'm older, a lot of people ask me and they want me to say the stories and, and how did you feel about this and that, which is very interesting because had I thought at that time that I was auditioning for one of the most iconic com- comics in the world that I grew up with on the Dick Van Dyke show, Mm -hmm. I would have probably walked into that audition and just melted and not been able to say a word. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting that back then, um, as a younger actress, I knew that was my job. And so I would, I was able to, even though, you know, Carl Reiner was, was one of my idols comically, I just walked in and I did the job. And now I look back on it and go, wow, I actually not only auditioned for him, but I got the part from yeah. him and then I got to be directed by him. So right. it's only now that it's all coming out. Like it's truly awesome. Mm-hmm. So wow. it, it's really wow. incredible. And we were there and it was a very exciting day. Uh, lots of um, high school students as extras and that great dog, Bo. He was yes. such a great dog. And the, the scene we shot out in the parking lot was just, it was so much fun because, um, Mark Harmon was just a lovely person to work with. He was a little nervous, I think, because this was his first comedy, his first major comedy. Mm-hmm. And Carl knew that, and he would he wanted to stay real close. So we're out in this parking lot, and the whole camera setup and everything is pretty far away. But Carl didn't want to be that far away in between takes. He wanted to be right there to be able to jump in and give a direction and jump back out. So there was this row of bushes off to the side, and he would he would give us direction and then yell action and jump into the bushes. Oh <laughs> and, my god! And then as we were doing the scene and you know cut or whatever, whenever he wanted to cut and give a direction, he'd jump back out. <laughs> and then he, you know, it was just it's like a peeping oh my tom. God. It was so much fun because of the energy, and you know. Just the joy that he had in directing. It was so infectious for all of us. So it was a real experience. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah, I mean, what a what a legend to get to work for. I know. I know. It was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. And then uh, just to cap that story of not being nervous, you know, as a younger actress walking in with auditioning for famous people, right? Yeah. Uh, there was this one audition I did for a Disneyland thing. And the director was Leonard Nimoy, and I'm sorry, wow. guys, that was just what? that was too much for me because you know I just I walked it was and it, on top of it all it was all this like space techno speak mm-hmm. that I just couldn't wrap my tongue around. I I don't think I got 
even my name correct <laughs> in that audition. I by the time I left, we were all laughing at me. That's how bad that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, was was that for something that was going to be at the park or for? Yeah, um, I think it was for the old. Uh, what is it? Space space. What is the space? Space Chinese Mountain space, or. Space Mountain. They oh. were redoing all of the, you know, how you're in the audience yeah. line waiting to get in, and they had all those um, videos playing yeah. to keep you. It was for one of those. It was for, like, a guide through that. Um, wow, that's cool. I had no idea Leonard Nimoy was involved in that. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. Amazing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, He's... that was my worst failure story, but I laugh <laughs> at it now. So You, you know what's so funny? Um, I... I got to meet uh, Leonard Nimoy backstage at the Jewish Community Center in La Jolla, California. Oh, uh, wow. Mistake, like kind of accidentally walked backstage, walked mm-hmm. into the green room. Accidentally kind of, walked into the green room? Well, I was like, <laughs> I wonder what's in the green room. And I poked my head in, and then Leonard Nimoy yeah. was in the in the room. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I we talked for like a few minutes. I don't really remember much of what what was said aside from him just being nice. <laughs> is, is that because yeah. security beat you afterwards and you lost the incident? No, it just wasn't. It was very. He was very nice, but mm-hmm. I don't remember there being much of anything. What I do remember, though, is meeting William Shatner yeah. and that oh. being an absolute shit show. Oh, I mean, wow. the worst, the worst. It's the best story because the best stories sometimes are from the most awkward or uncomfortable uh, experiences. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, well, they, they certainly stand out, don't they? Yeah, because Stephen, when you met William Shatner, was you were doing the the show Big Time Rush at yeah, Paramount. Sure, Shatner was there mm-hmm. on the lot. He came driving by in a golf cart, and you stopped <laughs> him on the cart, right? Yeah. I, and I said, I said, oh my God, uh, Mr. Shatner, I'm such a huge fan. We're actually shooting on your old soundstage right here. Uh, would it be okay if I, if uh, it's it's just just an honor to meet you? Mm-hmm. Like, would it be okay if we got a picture? And he said, eh, meeting me is enough. <laughs> oh my god which is <laughs> so much better so great so <laughs> great it's it's worth it for the story you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like if you had a picture of william shatner it would just be in your facebook library somewhere and yeah. nobody would care no one cares yeah. yeah, but that no, story that story, that story lasts forever. Better. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, uh, a quick thing I want to talk about, uh, Mike Black. I, I think this is uh, something that we we really should talk about, yeah. and uh, it's a um, a company yes. that was founded in 1983 in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, I'm talking about the Zoom Corporation. Zoom. Now, if if it wasn't for Zoom, and Matt knows this, we would not be able to do our show. Um, they make the best audio equipment in the world. Um, we, wh- which one are we using right now? We, we're recording onto a Zoom Live Track L8 right now, and when we go do our live events at conventions and stuff, we often use the Zoom H6, and they're both just fantastic pieces of equipment. You plug your microphones in, you plug your headphones in, and you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a classically trained pianist or a run-and-gun filmmaker or a podcaster like uh, you know like us um yep yeah i do a ton of podcasts and i can tell by listening when they're using a zoom and when they're not yeah it's uh, the mark of excellence it yeah. really is uh go check it uh, go check out all their stuff over at zoom-na.com that's zoom-na.com be professional for god's sake zoom-na.com um, I want to talk about a third-generation family-run business that I am very proud to be working with. Uh, Sennheiser is the number one 
number top tier <laughs> microphone uh, company in the mm-hmm. world. And we are so lucky that we are now recording our show using Sennheiser microphones and their headphones. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We're, we're talking into Sennheiser MD42 microphones and using Sennheiser HD25 headphones, and these sound amazing. I mean, listen to Mike Black's voice. Listen to the rich and sumptuous soundscape that comes out of my voice. Oh. Every time I speak into a Sennheiser. Absolutely. Go check out uh, their microphones and their sound equipment over at Sennheiser.com. All right. Okay, let's get back to the show. When when you were in this, yeah, you're in you're in there, you know, you're doing the the movies, you're doing uh, Days of Our Lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're doing all this stuff. Uh, you know, did you did you ever have any sort of run in as far as with any actors trying to sweep you off your feet, trying to steal you away into the night? Was that? Did for, you date? For what? Did you, for what purpose? I don't know. Did you were you da- were you dating any of the? Uh, uh, oh. Any of the any of the uh, any folks that you ever met out there? Uh, in, uh, uh, in this very interesting. Um, no, I I don't do I didn't do that. I I like to work with people and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and but I will tell you the one person that I did date and here here it is. It's days of our lives. Okay, <laughs> and remember they were going to shoot me off the show. They had to hire an under five player to come and give me a couple of dirty phone calls, you know, threatening me and then hold the gun <laughs> so that he shoots me and I die. And all of course, so it's the big day. And here I didn't meet this guy and it was dry block. And I heard his voice over the phone. And after dry block was through, I just went, all right, I got to meet my killer. Where is he? Mm-hmm. So he comes, he comes walking up and here's this very handsome uh, Italian Irish guy coming up to me. We meet each other. Very personal guy. And throughout the day, as we're rehearsing and stuff and shooting and dress rehearsal and all that, uh, we talked uh, just briefly and, you know, throughout the day and stuff. Well, by the end of the day, the, um, Pamela Kosh, the woman playing this speech at that time, she just saw, I guess, watched us the whole day. No idea. She took me by the hand and walked me up to Bob to say goodbye. And she literally stood in between us and said, you need to get her phone number. <laughs> and, Whoa. and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so we exchanged phone numbers, and he asked me out that night for dinner. And uh, about a year later, we were married, and we were married for 17 years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so there's that. That has a, that's a, a nice story. most successful relationship in the history of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, right there. Well, well no. Uh, we, we, we're not married anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> Still, 17 well, years. That's really, the longest Hollywood's ever time. seen. <laughs> that's a long time. It was, and we have a wonderful son together, yeah. and he is a member of the Letterman. He has been for 25 years or something like that. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the the one and only person I, I seriously wow. dated off of so any the, of the work. So. The new Bill and Ted movie comes out very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're one of the old, what, it's like you and, just, and yeah, two just other people three, that are in, in all three, right? I mean, yeah, you and, the, yeah. and Keanu and then, uh, so. And Hal, Hal and, Landon Jr. And when did you find out like that this movie was going to be made because like they've talked about it for years and years and yeah. years and people are like, hey, it would be great if they made it. And I mean, yeah. uh, were you always just like hoping you get a call someday or, or how did that this one come to be yeah no gosh oh all three of these movies have just they're, they're like cinderella stories in how they were made and how they were released uh this one i started hearing inklings of a third one 
way back, like six years ago, I used to mm-hmm. teach uh, when I was in Illinois doing my, my uh, doctoral program. I taught at a community college. And I taught film and film history. And I started hearing from my students, hey, they might be making a third one. And at that point, I was so ingrained in my program. I just, oh, okay, yeah, that'd be great someday. And I was so disconnected from Hollywood at that point. I was not in touch with anybody. Mm-hmm. And then, so uh, I moved back here about six years ago. And again, some inklings and whatever. But it really was, I think, about three years ago, uh, I went down to Comic-Con down in Anaheim mm-hmm. uh, for Boom Studios to sign autographs for their Bill & Ted comic book series, which was fantastic, by the yep. way. So it was fun. I'd never been to a Comic-Con before. It was great. And Scott Kroof was there, the original producer for all of these. Oh, wow. And, oh, my God, we hadn't seen each other in, what, 30 years. We're hugging. He, he says, you look like a, you've never changed. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. So we sit, we spent the whole day, you know, laughing and having some fun. Brian Lynch was there. He was also signing autographs. And then at some point, Scott leans over to me and he whispers in my ear. He said, by the way, there is a third one and you're in it. And I, I, uh, I just went through the roof. I, no. I could not. Oh, I was so excited. That is the first official you know, we mm-hmm. do have one, and guess what? You were in it, and, and I just, I flew through the roof. And how so do you excited. keep that secret? Because, like, you can't tell anybody, right? No, you really can't spread it around at that point, although I, as soon as I could, I went up to the lobby, and I called my son, and I was just like, <laughs> you know, I was just so excited. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, um, and then after that, you know, it's, it's still three years later, and we're finally doing it, so... When I actually got the official call, I don't know if you guys remember last year, uh, last springtime, there was this little blip on Twitter and Facebook of Keanu and Alex mm-hmm. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. yeah, of course. Filming something surreptitiously because they weren't allowed to be in there, uh, announcing the fact that, you know, we're going to shoot a movie. And that mm-hmm. was the first time I saw that clip. And that was the first time I was like, oh, they're, they're actually going to shoot it this summer. I hadn't heard anything. Yeah. And so I was kind of bummed out. I was like, oh, wow, maybe they changed their mind, whatever. The next day, I get this um, phone, well, it was an email from Scott Kroof. He's like, I must have your old phone number or something because I've been trying to get a hold of you <laughs> all day. I went, yeah! So I emailed him back and said, here's my phone number. And he mm-hmm. calls me, and that's when he told me that we were definitely doing it and that, you know, get ready because here it comes. So, wow. Yeah, Amazing. That was pretty cool. That oh, was pretty cool. God. And then this one, you did film in San Dimas part of it, right? Uh, this one? No, yeah. we were in New Orleans. Oh, really? Okay. Really? We were in New Orleans, yeah, during hurricane weather. Oh, that's what shut it down for the first week last year was a hurricane, actually. Wow. Yeah, no, we were in New Orleans. It was it was hotter than snot, and of course, and but just so incredible to be in that amazing city with all that history, and it was just wonderful. It was beautiful. Well, I'd love to ask you just uh, a have, little. Have bit. you seen it, the new one? No, no, I have not seen it. I've seen the trailer. Seen trailer looks. That's trailer's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. the trailers, but that's it. I want to take a walk through the cast of this movie of the original a little bit, and just because we don't know the whole, the cast really of the new one, that's you know that's they're still keeping it a little under wraps. So I wanted to ask you just a little bit about this, and you let me know if you met them, you know, on set, or if you if you didn't meet them. Either way, 
Uh, it's interesting okay. to know. Um, yeah. Let's start with uh, uh, George Carlin. Did you ever run into him or at the no. premiere or any, in any way, shape, or form? No, and he's another one of my comic. I'm such a fan. I Oh, God, ever since the seven words you can't say on television. <laughs> Um, no, I never got to meet him. I never got to work with him. We were always on different shooting schedules and I don't remember him at either of the rap parties. So mm-hmm. no, no, and that was, did... that's always been a, a sore spot for me. <laughs> it's okay. But you did, you did get to meet some of the, uh, characters from the past that were brought into the, Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean on, on, on excellent adventure? Yeah. An excellent adventure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had them all in my station wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's uh Napoleon, uh played by Terry Camer- mm-hmm. uh, Cam- Camarelli. Camarelli, yeah. Think, what yeah. what was uh what what was Terry like? I very nice, very funny. And just in that scene where he's in the station wagon alone with me and he kinda sneaks his arm around me. Oh god, it was so creepy, but he played it so well. Oh, it was god. it was just he was just a, a doll. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I and Dan Shore, uh, Billy the Kid. Yeah, Dan Billy Shore was kid. a nice guy. Just really fun. Lots of fun to work with. Uh, there was Al. Um, Al uh, who played Al Leong. Yeah, Al Leong. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. um, legendary, legendary guy. Uh, he was Genghis Khan. Yeah. What was uh-huh. uh, what was he like? Bob Genghis Khan. Bob yeah. Genghis Khan. <laughs> Again, I you know I didn't spend a lot of time with people because only on set and shooting and stuff sure. like that, but. The people we worked with, I I don't remember anyone being a, a problem or not not fun to work with. We were a lot of us were just kind of starting out, uh, and that includes Keanu and Alex and yeah. me and Dan and and other people having a lot more work. And Jane Whelan, of course, from the I was it the Go Go's, I yeah, think. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Go-Go's. yeah. So it was, but but nobody felt like they were better than anybody else. We we were all there shooting this little film that was so innocent and so sweet and we were so excited to do it that the just the energy on the on the days that I worked and the and the things we did together was so much fun. When when they all came out of the phone booth and I'm meeting them for the first time as characters, they each had a little quirk and a little reaction to me and we played. And that's Boy, if you can say that about your castmates, we played together. Oh, and we had fun, yeah. Come you on. Know? Yeah. And, I mean, God, Alex Winter, so cool. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a great he guy. He rocks that crop top, man. <laughs> it's so funny with someone like Alex Winter because, like, I loved Alex Winter. When I was a kid, I remember him being so funny and so cool in those movies. And mm-hmm. and then seeing him come back for this one, I was like, yeah, man, this that's oh, what yeah. it's all about. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And then, of course, Keanu. You got to talk. You got to. I mean, what? Aww. What a sweetheart. Yeah. Love Keanu. Love both of those guys. I just, they're so nice. And and you know what makes it so much fun? Again, I keep saying fun and nice, but it was. But what's cool and what, what they have been talking a lot about in their interviews for our upcoming film is they got to be friends through the audition process. I, I mean, I went back six times. They auditioned off and on for like six months. Wow. And it was, you know, sometimes different people and they, they're starting to pull out these old audition clips and putting them on social media. I've never mm-hmm. seen those before. It's really cool. But see, they got to be friends and they're still friends. Very yeah. good friends. I love and it. that is just, that just invaded all three of our films. On my, uh, I don't know if you want to segue into this yet, but I can tell you on my first day of shooting for this new one, for Face the Music, um, 
it was, I was very lucky because the camera wasn't on me. It was on the two guys. So after being away for 32 years from this part <laughs> and from everybody, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so it was a little apprehensive coming back to it. But for the whole first couple of hours, I got to watch their them work together. And I got to watch that friendship come through again. And so as I'm watching off camera, I can react to what they're saying. I could practice a little. After like two or three takes, I was like, oh, there they are. There's Alex and Keanu. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. So, yeah. Oh, that's so like, wonderful. You know, it's just like riding a bike. It was, you know, and the guys are the ones who are the leaders and all of that. And they do it without even knowing they are. They're just effortless in, mm-hmm. in the joy they bring to the parts. So that was cool. That was well, a neat way to start. I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's oh, I hope really so. Great. Well, we adore you, and we really appreciate you coming to do the show. Um, My pleasure. How, how can people uh, find you? If they uh, Do you have any social media stuff, any of that stuff? Yes, I am on Twitter, uh, and I'm also on Instagram. I don't do Facebook anymore, mm-hmm. uh, even though I still have a couple of I have my business page up, but I really don't do Facebook anymore. So I am really on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, Love and it. we, you know, Ed and, and Alex, and we're just having a blast on Twitter with all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because sometimes I'll see a, a fan um, thread and they're talking about stuff and I'll just jump in there and go, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then they oh, freak wow. out, which is kind of fun. Oh, nice. So. nice. But yeah, that's... um. That's what I, I do. I enjoy the Twitter and Instagram for the photos and stuff like that. So they can find me on there. I love it. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? Uh, I've got links to everything at funnymatt.com, or if you're upset by me in any way, let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. <laughs> people people do. People yes. do. I've got you some know, new content put on there. Oh, yeah. People got yeah. mad at me on Twitter yesterday. That's um, fine. What did yeah. they get maybe mad I at me? Maybe uh, I need an Andy suck. There were yeah. L.A. Charger fans. All two oh. of them got mad at me because I made a joke <laughs> about how the Chargers announced they're not going to have any fans at their games this year, which I said finally gives them a home field advantage because what they've been <laughs> known for is that the stadiums are packed with other teams' fans. Right. Oh, so yeah. then they got mad at me saying that. And, you know, um, that's pretty well, funny. Well, you gotta you gotta watch out for so football fine. fans. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Raider fan. I'm not scared. Fan I'll stab them. That's fine. No, okay. <laughs> oh God. Hey, I'm a Browns fan. I've been through it all. <laughs> oh, you you okay. just oh, you've wow. been a lifetime of misery is what you've had. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we had Burn and Bernie for a while there, yeah. and my heart soared. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love it. You can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N, Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. Amy, you are wonderful. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. Oh, you guys are great. Thank you. And and everybody that is uh, listening to this, please make sure to check out Bill and Ted Face the Music. It opens in theaters on VOD this Friday, August 28th. Uh, so check it out. Thanks again, Amy. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
going to do any sort of talking to say like, all right, let's go talk to Amy. You going to give me anything, or we cut <laughs> no, right to an interview? No, with her? well, no, I'll just start the interview. I think you I'm guys should do this. Do it. <laughs> just leave this in there. All right, I think I will. All right, bye. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. All right, yeah. give me just one quick second. Mm -hmm. um, we had our announcer do the intro already, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna just jump right in. All right, here we go. Here we go. All righty. 